Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. This morning I want to talk to you on the topic, the race, R-A-C-E, the race. And I take my scriptures from the book of Hebrews in chapter 12. Book of Hebrews, chapter 12. I'll read the first three verses. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Praise the Lord. We give God the glory for the word. As much as possible, I will just draw my points from the very scripture we read. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us run. Let us run. Let us run. Before saying that, I said, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run. Hallelujah. With endurance, the race that is set before us. First, I want you to understand that we all have the race to run. Everybody has the race to run. It's a race. But nevertheless, it is the race. Why is it the race? Because that's the race of your life. Amazingly, a lot of scriptures in the Bible defines life as a race. Even in the Old Testament. I give you one scripture in the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 40. It says, They that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. It says they will mount up with wings as eagle. They will roar. Hallelujah. Even in the Old Testament. In the book of Galatians, he said, come on. Let me give some scriptures so we can pick it while. Galatians 5, 7. Galatians chapter 5, verse 7. You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? So there again we see Paul. So we find 
that in a lot of areas in the Bible, life is defined as a race. I started by saying, you have a cloud of witnesses from the passage. And that tells me straight away that you are not without encouragement. But much more than that, it tells me <laughs> that though the race is your race, you are not just running for yourself. Glory be to God in the highest. So what does that mean? You are chosen to run your race. He said, really? Oh, yeah. John 15, 16, we tell you that you didn't choose me, I chose you. Ephesians 1 and 4, it says you have been chosen before the foundations of the world. So before you were ever conceived, the race was set. You are chosen to run the race. I kept on saying the race because the Bible says, let us run the race. And this race is set before us. Glory be to God in the highest. We are chosen. We are chosen. What's the implication of the fact that we are chosen? That means that you represent us. You want to have a feel of it? Get back into Hebrews 11. It says all these heroes of faith, all these veterans, all those who have gone ahead of us, I mean, they can't be totally complete. See, there will be no closure to their own life races, except as you finish yours. So they are watching, and they are wishing, and they are encouraging, as it were. But when the Bible says witness, what it means is that you have great examples. So you have no excuse. But Hebrews 11 says, what seemed like concluded for them is hanging until you conclude yours. Doesn't it sound to you like an Olympic gathering? Any man you see on the track or in the field is representing a nation. Is somebody hearing me? That's exactly what we are seeing here. The moment you appear and you begin to prepare, it's that you're wearing green, white, green. And some of us here will be shouting, Nigeria, Nigeria. Or you wear some other colors. And that nation will be shouting, simply put, you are a champion. Now you can begin to appreciate the instruction. <laughs> hey, don't mess up. Lay aside. Too many of us think, it's my, role. It's my race after all. It's not just your race. There are too many <laughs> eyes on you. A whole nation is depending on you. But in this case, it's not even a whole nation. Nations are depending on you. The kingdom of God is dependent on you. You are the champion from our kingdom. Okay. Now you can see why. And you can appreciate the fact that you are chosen to run this race. Have said that, let me say the next obvious thing. It is unique to you. You say how? It is defined and set just for you. 
in our nation, in our kingdom. Like I said, nobody's better than you. And so you have practiced. You know where to take it easy. You know where to just stretch. Yes. And yet people are panting. You are stretching. Then you know where to bust. The race is unique to you. That's why you are a champion. Let me show you how he reads in the TPT. Hebrews 12. Verse 1. As for us, we have all these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin which we so easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life's marathon. Life's marathon race with passion and determination. For the path, look at this, has been already marked out before us. It is unique to us. When the Bible says the race that is set, it is predetermined. The race that is set, it is established. The race that is set, marked out. Then the next thing I want to say, like every race, is a contest. Is somebody following me closely? It is a contest. But a different kind of context. You see, in the normal race, you race against other competitors. You have opponents. You have people who want to beat you. But in this race, <laughs> you compete against yourself. It's a special kind of contest. You know what that does? Please, the next person is not your problem. Mm -mm. Nobody can run your race like you. Nobody. Life is a race. You know, usually we get distracted by envy and jealousy. We wish we were the other person. Uh, you don't know what you're asking for. Instead of concentrating on your race. When you do that, you lose twice. You're abandoning your race. The prize will never be given except for your race. And number two, you are making yourself sad where you can live a blessed life. It's not up to anybody. Can't you see? They can try. That's why a pastor you say, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily ensnares us. The devil knows what brought him to press to distract you where you have given him the control, but you can take it back. You are not competing against anybody. 
you are contesting against yourself. First Corinthians 9.26 Therefore, Paul was talking, I run thus. Can you see the reference again? To life as a race. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. But I discipline. Come on, somebody follow me. My body. And bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. It is a competition against yourself. Your spirit man and your flesh. See, no man can take your crown. No creature. But you need to be disciplined. We need to be disciplined. There's this post from Mr. Tabe. He said quite a lot. You know, he speaks in little snippets of wisdom. But in closing, he says, look, God will give you all the grace you need. But you will need to discipline yourself. The race is not against opponents. If I can tidy up my end, no devil, no man, no. This race, remember, is unique. Remember, you are our champion. Remember, the track has been carved out, marked out for you. My next point, this race is fought with obstacles. Until now, it's a marathon. Why? Because you were running from the day you were born until the day you depart. You say, why? Because there's one that works on your flesh. See, he can't stop you except as he uses your flesh against you. He cannot. He says, is he talking for education? Well, yeah, you're right. Is he talking to the doctor? Oh, yeah, you're right. What about anger? What about unforgiveness? What about envy and jealousy? Flesh. Flesh. What with greed? Flesh. 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 This race is fought with obstacles. So it's not just a marathon anymore. It is more like steeple chase. Hello. You know what steeple chase is? You're running. All of a sudden, there's an obstacle. You've got to get over it. Otherwise, the run stops. But life is defined by run! 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 So you must get over it. And you know what I think? If you must get over it, don't you think the earlier the better? If you must anyway get over it, don't you think the earlier the better? The Bible says to walk circumspectly, not like fools. 
but likewise was. If to make money and to satisfy the demand of the race, and of course, the kingdom that has sent me forth, I must invariably get over it. Why don't I get over it now? Why must I cede time to the devil? Because the race is fraught with obstacles. The nature of the obstacles of your race is defined by the nature <laughs> of your race. Hebrews 12 from verse 1. Watch this. Therefore we also since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every witness on, and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set, carved out, predetermined before us. Now, look at this. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, this is where I'm going. Who, for the joy that was set before him, did what? Endured. Endured what? The cross. Was that an obstacle? He endured the cross. Despising the shame. Was that an obstacle? And has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. If he must sit down, he must get through the cross and the shame. Remember we're looking at the book of John, I think, two Sundays ago. Where the Bible has it that Jesus been troubled in the spirit. Which the term that moment was not. But he said to himself, but for this very reason, I am here. Then he turned and said, Father, glorify your name. And he answered, said, I have glorified it, and we had glorified. And that's the truth of the matter. So in other words, I can stand here and wish that this is not the rest of my life. But to sit on this right, I must get through this. I can as well begin to get through now. Because you see, in this race, one of the points you must, all, you must realize is you can't quit. <laughs> you cannot quit. Remember, you are our champion. Let me just quickly remind you of this. God just reminded me. Remember Saul and Goliath. King Saul and Goliath. King Saul and the king of Philistines. He's King Saul and the king of Philistines. In those days, the king leads the war. Or rather, led the war. But funny enough, the king of Philistines didn't come. Have you thought of it? He presented Goliath. Their champion. 
To which King Saul could not answer. And because King Saul got intimidated, frightened, he led the entire nation in that direction. And Goliath would say, aren't I the champion of the Philistines? You give me your champion. This race is unique. Do you know why King Saul could answer? And none in the army of Israel could answer. He wasn't their race. But David kind of strayed. Did you hear me? I mean strayed. Somebody hear me? I mean just strayed. And it looked like a chance thing. There are no chances in your assignment. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> if you are in Christ Jesus, there are no chances. Settle with that. Divine timing. Divine orchestration. That is said, please go check your brothers and take these few pieces of cake along for them. And the obedient child, the God-fearing child that he was, found how to put the sheep in protection so that they would not be scattered before he would come back. And then ran the errand for daddy. He was running the errand, probably singing some hallelujah. 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 Enjoying himself in the ever-presence of God that he had come to discover. He said, the Lord have said before me, it's ever at my right hand, I shall not Put him in the valley, he saw God. Put him on the mountain, he saw God. In the valley, on the mountain, on the land, and in the sea, on the mountain, in the Just playing and I mean, I mean, if you were somewhere remote and with a binocular, you'd have been wondering what that Jesus is to be enjoyed in his presence. There is fullness of joy that was what irritated the devil more than anything, but that was part of our calling. And by the way, he was in church like this, and he had, she heard me preaching, that was where she coined it from. She touched the ends of the earth with that. And that day he was just singing and ha ha. will tell you, I know we all have problems and challenges. But you see, lose enough. Don't look for what to heap it on. Everybody has enough of what they are carrying. People like to heap it on people. And you think that when they do that, they'll be free. They yet don't get free. But turn it over to Jesus. 
Turn it over to Jesus. Turn it over to Jesus. Then you can enjoy your life the rest of your days. He was jumping and dancing to the war front. He strayed into the war front. And suddenly, it was perfect timing. Goliath was coming to brag. He's been doing it for 40 days and 40 nights. You see, when the cup of the iniquity of the Amorites is full, God moves. Now the cup of the Philistines and of Goliath was full. It was 40 days and 40 nights. And David heard him. David stopped shouting. Wow. Wow. And his amazement every single soldier in the army of Israel fled, including King Saul. What? And the man began to defame the living God of Israel. What? The rest is history. But you see, there was to be a huddle. There was to be an obstacle. In the race of David, but he must cross it. You can't hear someone defaming the God of Israel or defiling him. No, he responded. When the king was trying to stop, he said, let no man's heart trouble him. This is my calling. This is my assignment. This is why I'm here. He will glorify himself. He did. He did. He did. The champion of the God of Israel lived up to his champion position. And there was freedom. For the people. So we don't quit. No matter what. Tell the neighbor. We don't quit. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory be to God. At this point I just want to. I read a story of. Um, the gold. The 440 yards gold medalist. Of the 1924 Olympics. I've forgotten his first name. But his surname is Lindell. Representing Scotland. Um, they, had, they, had, they had run the 100 meters, the 200 meters. I mean, it was an unusual character. Then the 440 yards, which is now 400 meters, um, they said when they started, they had a bad start. And um, the way they run it in those days, nowadays we speak on the track. It's only 800 down that you, you just look for the inner lane. But then there was this just for the inner lane. So they were just looking for the inner lane. And then his leg ran into another guy's leg, which is, was his main competitor, the guy representing England, I've forgotten his name. And he tripped, fell on the track. The park moved ahead. They said, by the time he came to himself, he was dazed. He was sitting down looking at them going until he heard a shout, I think from his coach or somebody outside the track. Get up! Run! 
He got up, looked at them, and set off. Said by the time they were one quarter way to the road, he caught up. No, he already caught up with the park. He caught up with the person in the third position. Halfway, half of that to the rope, he caught up with the second. At the rope, he breasted the rope ahead of the first. He came first. Then somebody said, Hey, sitting down, get up, run. That was it. That is your life. That is my life. It's a race. And we win. That's my next point. We win. As a matter of fact, the best commentators and sports consultant of the time all wrote that what happened here or there was nothing short of a miracle. There was no way. 440, not 880, not one mile, 440, 400 meters. Even them said it was a miracle. Then thereafter, they asked him, what next? He said, you see, this is secondary. Because all my life, I've always known that I'm a missionary. Then he picked his family, his wife. They moved to China. And that was when the bitter war between Japan and China was happening. And the rest of his life, he was a missionary. But the feat of 1924 is still on record. And even as a missionary, he was unusual. The same zest that we saw in the field, we saw in the field of missions. He was a kingdom champion. I'm saying to somebody today, Wrong. Nothing is that important to stop. As a matter of fact, you can be stopped. Except as you stop yourself. Remember, we don't compete with anybody. There we have ourselves. My next point is a race you run to win. You will win. In the name of Jesus, I say you will win. Do you know? Let's look at it again. He said, You want to win? Looking unto Jesus. The race indeed is set before you. But how do you run to win? Looking unto Jesus, the author, the originator. Uh huh. He said, How? The Bible says, without him was nothing made. Nothing made that was made. Have you forgotten? Both you and the track and the race. He's the originator. Now, if you focus on him, what do you think? If you must overcome that obstacle, which I know, you are overcoming. Looking unto Jesus the author, the originator, and the finisher, the completer, <laughs> the judge, the finishing judge, the decider of our faith. Who for the joy that was set, can you see it again? 
before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat. Give me antiquity quickly. We look away. Give me from verse one. As for us, we we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go. Tell your neighbors. Say, it's a must. <laughs> yeah, don't tell them. Say, it's a must. Because if you are in Christ, which I know you are, except you are yet to give your life to Jesus, which you can do today, you must. Because you will win. You are finishing well. In the name of Jesus, you are unstoppable. Glory be to God in the highest. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into now. Then we'll be able to run life's marathon steeplechase with passion and determination. For the path has been already marked out before us. We look away. I want to show you that the Greek word is Afarao. You look away from everything to Jesus, from the natural realm, and we're fasting our gaze unto Jesus, who birthed faith within us. You see, hey, so why won't you look up to Jesus? You didn't manufacture this faith. But by that faith within us, who leads us forward into faith perfection? And his example is this because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you will be his, the word. Uh-huh. He endured the agony of the cross and conquered the humiliation. And now, I'm talking to somebody here today. The devil intended that you will be crushed, but he made a mistake. You have been fired up to heights that the devil never knew you could attain. I mean, I congratulate you. I say, Glory be to God in the highest. <laughs> oh, glory. I, I, I wrote something there. You know why? The Bible says you should be of good cheers. Come on, little children. He said, what? I have overcome. I won't set you on the course that I have not mastered. What's, what's wrong with you? I only set you on my finished course. Greater is he that is in you than that God has equipped you. He's decked you for victory. People wonder. You, say, you guys are strong. I say, you made a mistake. The strong one lives inside of us. Can't you see? Can't you see? But look, but you have been hit. I hear you. You made a mistake. It was determined counsel of God that happened. Don't rejoice unnecessarily. Number two, you made a mistake. She's going to your future if you ever get there. That's the work of iniquity. If you ever get there. But for us, she's in our future. It's a big deal. We're all going there. Number three, you are seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. Come on, check Ephesians chapter two. 
you who were dead in your trespass, he quickened and he raised up. He quickened with Christ, raised up with Christ, and he has seated you with Christ. You are seated. He, she is sitting. You are sitting by the, you are sitting there now by faith. She is sitting there real. You are seated virtually. <laughs> but she's real. The devil is always making mistakes. Can you see why you are winning? Somebody shall praise the Lord. The Bible says all that pertains to life and godliness, he has given to you. Why won't you win? The devil made a big mistake. We are winning. The Bible says God is able. So don't, come on, don't dare our God, man. Don't dare our Father. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we can even think or ask or think. When the Bible says looking unto Jesus, like I said, it's looking away to fix. So it's not a matter of what we see, it's what we look at. We see so many things, but we choose what we look at. We're looking unto Jesus. Peter saw Jesus and was looking at Jesus. But then the waves were there. The more he started to look at the waves, things change. And if you look at strong, it says, looking here, say it can be metaphorical. It is the picture you have set in your heart for the joy that was set before him. The cross became nothing. The ridicule that was intended became nothing. It didn't matter anymore. He went through it, disgracing the devil, making an open show. Turned the table against the enemy. Sat down, addressed out of God the Father. Come on, turn to, turn to your neighbor. Say, you win, you win, you win, you win. Anyhow, say in Christ Jesus, anyhow, you win, we win. Glory be to God in the higher. Tell your neighbor, say indeed we are running the race. 2 Timothy chapter 4, I close with this. Look at Paul at the end of his life to further cement the fact that we are all running the races of our lives and we are winning. In the name of Jesus, he said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Can you see? He used three similes to describe your life. It's a fight. It's a race. It's the faith you keep. And I have done it. Look at what he says next. Finally, there is little for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord the righteous judge the finisher of our faith will give to me that on that day and not to me only but to Taiwo too can I hear your name I can hear your name Come, are you are you shy uh, I'm looking for a bold person Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I'm just reminded, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. But before then, 
said, which we give to me, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved this appearing. That day I will see you, not with a mask on your face, with your golden crown. I'm not joking. Naughty is wearing a golden crown, and she's looking down and I'm saying, well, you are a champion. You are a champion. Run to win. And you will win. And you are winning. Now I leave you with this truth to think about. Paul said in the book of Romans, I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Can you see where he drew his strength from? The devil through obstacles. To intimidate. You know why? Because our natural propensity is to sin, fear, and apathy. But no, you will never forget. Run! It's hurting. I hear you. I understand. But the same one that made you will heal you. Run! I'm terribly tempted. I don't know where to go. You are a champion. Amen. The last scripture. Meditate on these scriptures when you get home, please. Philippians 1.20. Put it up. Glory be to God in the highest. According to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed but with all boldness, hallelujah, as always, as now, also, Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or death. Nothing is more important than for him to be glorified. Shall we rise? He reigns eternally, twenty on the ball. Say, now I know. I'm running a good race in Christ Jesus. Though there will be obstacles, although there are obstacles, but I am more than a conqueror. In the name of Jesus, I'm running to win. And I'm sure I am winning. In the name of Jesus, I'm unstoppable. Glory be to God in the highest. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. We worship you. We adore you. In Jesus' name we pray. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.